Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the October edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. First, we're going to start with some breaking news from the Crestone Eagle website. National Wildlife Refuge Elk Hunting Permits, Heigl State Wildlife Area. The drawing for the regular season is complete and the hunter lists have been created. If you did not apply for drawing, there is still a chance that you could hunt on a refuge. Please call the Monte Vista office at 719-587-6900 to be added to the refuge list. Heigl State Wildlife Area and Subunits Permits. Thank you for your interest in applying for access permits to Heigl SWA, Heigl Lease Area, Hale North, and Hale South Public Access Areas. Access permits are required. The following are the regulations that apply on Heigl SWA and its subunits. Heigl State Wildlife Area, Alamosa County. 1. Public access is prohibited from September 1st through February 14th, except on Saturdays, Sundays, Wednesday, and state and federal holidays. 2. From September 1st through February 14th, a valid access permit must be obtained. A maximum of 25 permits will be issued per day and are available at no charge on a first-come, first-served basis. From September 1st through September 30th and November 11th through February 14th, permits may be obtained either through the reservation system by a Google form obtained through emailing montavista.wildlife at state.co.us or in person at the Monta Vista Service Center. From October 1st through November 10th, all permits must be obtained through the reservation system. Three, reservations for weekends may be made up to 14 days in advance, but not less than two days before the Saturday of the weekend requested. Reservations for Wednesdays may be made up to 14 days in advance, but not less than two days before the date requested. Four, public access is prohibited from February 15th through July 15th annually to protect nesting waterbirds. And five, the area wildlife manager may authorize special use of the area during closures to accommodate educational or scientific uses if it will not be detrimental to nesting or migrating water birds. Now turning to county news from the Crestone Eagle, written by Sandia Belgrade. Is a wildfire in the Crestone area a time bomb waiting to happen? In September, Robert Woltz of the County Office of Emergency Management, OEM, announced the severity of the potential wildfire situation to the county commissioners. Woltz echoed what Daniel Johnson of Firewise also has pointed out that the prospect of a catastrophic wildfire could be inevitable. In August, the OEM, in partnership with Baca Grande Emergency Services and the Crestone Volunteer, excuse me, Volunteer Fire Department, organized a tour of the Baca Grande subdivision for the Colorado Division of Fire Prevention and Control, along with personnel from the Rio Grande National Forest. The tour pointed out the subdivision layout and potential hazards, such as overgrown vegetation, narrow passages, a gated emergency egress route, and areas where firefighting equipment could have difficulties maneuvering, preventing firefighters' access. 
The tour enhanced the understanding of Crestone and the Baca Grand's potential hazards among state and federal firefighting partners. This tour also promoted collaboration among federal, state, and local firefighters, improving communication and coordination, which are critical, essential elements of a unified and efficient emergency response. Colorado Division of Fire Prevention and Control Battalion Chief Matt Nolting emphasized the importance of the tour for seeing what fire mitigation had accomplished while also highlighting complications firefighters may face if an incident does occur. Urgent need to tackle potential disaster on a large scale. Dangerous fuels have accumulated in the Crestone Baca over the past 100 years, and the existing evacuation route in the Baca is rocky and narrow, making for a slow exit. In addition, the escape route for the spiritual centers is a single, narrow, rocky road. As a result, extreme modification measures may be necessary. Fuel modification work is our only way to reduce the severity of wildfires, said Shannon Moore, acting fire management officer for the Rio Grande National Forest. Moore noted that the interaction of three key factors, often called the fire behavior triangle, fuel, topography, and weather, influences a fire's spread and intensity. We cannot change the last two factors, Wolves explained, adding that what is needed is broad-scale fuel reduction work to reduce hazardous fuel conditions through mechanical and non-mechanical treatments, slash piles, and the prescribed broadcast burning. The thought of large tracts of our beautiful trees being removed may not sit well with some residents, and recent rains may have residents feeling the risk is over. But Fires in Canada and Maui show that danger continues to exist. The commissioners gave sparse time to Wolves' presentation, but are setting up a work session sometime in the future. Wolves noted that grants are available to help secure large mechanical movers. Forester Adam Moore noted that residents can help by ensuring mitigation around their homes, which Title III addresses. Title III Funding Requests and Approval Federal funding through Title III requires that mitigation to be funded is adjacent to federal land. Kundalini Fire Management received $11,000 in Title III funds. Kundalini's area of fire mitigation will include Colorado College. Kundalini discussed using mycelium and mushrooms to help soil retain moisture. The commissioners also awarded Kundalini an additional $11,000 from the Emergency Sales Tax Fund. Daniel Johnson's FireWise program will assess and mitigate all of Swatch County. In the final distribution of Title III funds, the FireWise program received $30,000. The Baca Grand Property Owners Association received a FEMA grant of $400,000 for mitigation in the Baca. Public Health Report, COVID on the Rise. Director Mona Lovato reported that COVID numbers are picking up in the county. Home tests are always available for residents to pick up. The department may participate in a mini-grant for COVID vaccine clinics. Mobile vaccine units are beginning around the state, but COVID vaccines are now mostly available at pharmacies or from a doctor. West Nile virus has also been found in the valley. Firehouses in the county have generators in the event of an emergency or electricity outage. 
The department also sponsored a town hall style meeting on Facebook to assess what people see as the health needs that matter most in their community. Veteran Suicide Prevention Program. Craig Rowolf, Veteran Outreach Coordinator for Valleywide Health, discussed a new program for suicide prevention and awareness. The program, made possible by a grant award, offers free counseling to vets at risk. The program's aim is to help depressed, isolated veterans by scheduling them immediately for counseling. Reaching them before they become suicidal is key, he said. Raul Wolf has been in touch with Swatch County's Veteran Services Officer, who is available to meet with veterans at the Crestone Mercantile on the third Thursday of each month. Call 719-588-8465 to make an appointment or drop in to see if he's there. There is also a national crisis hotline for vets. Dial 988 and then dial option 1 for veterans. Social Services Addressing Serious Issues Christina Wilson, Director of Social Services, reported several cases of child neglect corresponding to a statewide crisis of neglect and child abuse. Kids are having to be put up in motels, Wilson said. There also has been a poor response to the department's request for foster parents. Wilson will post a copy of the poster seeking foster parents at the Mercantile. Leap Money for Help with Heating Wilson said social services can help residents get and fill out applications for LEAP, the Colorado Low-Income Energy Assistance Program. A number of seniors have found themselves rejected for not completing the applications correctly. Let social services know if you need help receiving the application or filling it out. LEAP pays for six months of heating costs in the winter. Seniors can also get extra benefits from Medicare. Maddie Bellakish is in Crestone on Thursdays to assist people with social services. Tina Lewis was appointed Deputy Director of Social Services. White Eagle Lodge. In a discussion that has been ongoing for several years, the question of what to do with the White Eagle has come up before the commissioners. William Lakish attended a meeting in September and said the White Eagle is an economic and financial liability to the county. He recommended the building be sealed up. His vision for the property is to develop an outdoor sculpture park. When questioned about asbestos in the building, Lockish said he was sure there was none. However, Commissioner Tom McCracken cited local resident Steve McDowell, who reported that tests determined asbestos was present. Crestone resident Vivia Lawson, attending the meeting via Zoom, said federal money is available for asbestos mitigation and removal. The EPA provides grants for asbestos removal for government agencies or nonprofits, but the agency must own the property. The White Eagles owners owe $140,000 in past due property taxes. County Administrator Wendy Mays will reach out to owners to see if some kind of agreement can be reached. Development gets a name. Evans Mora, Housing Authority Director, is moving forward and building and developing housing at 250 Gunnison Avenue in Sawatch. Residents submitted naming ideas and the unanimous choice was Chapita Village. Samora is also putting out an RFP for the Casita Park housing design. Building Codes Adam Berry, a senior program manager covering building codes and innovative new building programs at the Colorado Energy Office, 
appeared on Zoom to answer the commissioner's questions on updating county building codes. He stated there are a variety of options and that a basic level of codes ensures the minimum level of health and safety and reduced risk. Barry emphasized that any building code the county adopted will automatically trigger a required energy code. The county is proceeding slowly and using the time to research what best suits our rural county, including setting up a task force for receiving a broad range of input. So watch county tourism. Theo Boudreau, head of the Tourism Council, reported on the council's wide range of activities aimed at attracting more tourists into the county. This includes signage, a guidebook, electric car charging stations, a presence on social media such as Facebook, a travel app, and story tours. The council works with SLV tourism, including dark skies activities and biking trails. Commissioner McCracken suggested a trails map. These activities help bring increased avenue, in, sorry, increased revenue into the county. Short points of interest. Bob Herman of Crestone was appointed to the board of the Northern Swatch County Library District. Randall Arredondo, Road and Bridge Supervisor, wants to seek funding for a helicopter pad for emergencies, probably on the POA soccer field. Commissioner Lynn Thompson noted that court security needs funding. Commissioner Liza Marone is looking into recycling possibilities for the town of Swatch, which is very interested in recycling. And Commissioner McCracken noted that well number 10 has consistently receded despite the rains. It is part of the unconfined aquifer. And now we have a public notice written by Trish Gilbert, clerk and recorder. Notice of 2023 Coordinated Election. Per Colorado Revised Statute 1-5-205, Swatch County Clerk and Recorder Trish Gilbert announces that the 2023 Coordinated Election will be held on Tuesday, November 7, 2023. Ballots will be mailed to all active registered voters beginning on October 16, 2023. The ballot packet will include one ballot, one secrecy sleeve and instructions, and one return envelope. Voters will mark their ballot, insert it into the secrecy sleeve and instructions, insert this into the return envelope, sign the envelope where indicated, and mail or return the voted ballot to the voter service and polling center at the clerk's office in the Swatch County Courthouse, 501 4th Street, Swatch. The voting Service Polling Center will be open from Monday, October 23rd through Tuesday, November 7th, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. On Saturday, November 4th from 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. and on Election Day, November 7th from 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Voted ballots may also be deposited into the ballot drop boxes at the following locations. The South Parking Lot of the Courthouse, 501 4th Street in Swatch. Mercantile Edition located at 182 East Galena Avenue in Crestone. Center Town Hall, 294 Worth Street in Center. And beginning October 20th, the drop boxes will be available 24 hours each day until 7 p.m. on Election Day. Ballots must be received by 7 p.m. on Election Day. Ballots received after 7 p.m. on Election Day will not be counted. Postmarks do not count.
and in happenings, we have the return of unexplained Sawatch County. The Northern Sawatch County Library District is bringing back its Halloween season event, Unexplained Sawatch County. The event is back for a second year and will be offered at both branches. The first will be Wednesday, October 18th at the Swatch Public Library and the second, October 25th at the Baca Grand Library. Both start at 5 p.m. The public is invited to share their personal experiences, lore, and unexplained stories from here in the San Luis Valley. Last year's event brought tales of haunted houses, UFOs, ant people, orbs, and more. Popcorn and juice will be provided. The event is free and open to the public. And in regional events, in Nathrop, October 20th to 22nd, Trick or Treat Treasure Hunt, live music, Oktoberfest dinner at Silver Cliff Ranch, 16565-CR-162. In Monte Vista, October 20th, Real Reels Film Festival from 6 to 9 p.m. Dinner, drinks, short films, and a great silent auction, raising funds for Rio Grande Restoration at Ski High Complex 2389-2499 Sherman Avenue. And in Rush, October 17th to 18th, we have a two-day workshop, Ranching to Improve Land Resiliency and Increase Profits with HMI Certified Educator Wayne Knight and Experienced Rancher Lewis Martin. This is at the Brett Gray Ranch. And here's some news from Casita Park. Casita Park improves playground and irrigation. This was written by Eden Elderberry. The Friends of Casita Park continue to make improvements to the playground area thanks to volunteers and a Swatch County sales tax grant. The most recent upgrade to the park was an effort to provide shade to the playground equipment. The group installed shade sales and shifted the jungle gym and merry-go-round to better utilize the space. The metal would get too hot and none of the kids would want to play here, explained Eddie Byerly, the group's vice president and playground committee volunteer. The next phase will be replacing the irrigation system that leads to the south side of the playground fence line so trees, shrubs, and perennials can be planted next spring. The materials for the irrigation system were donated by members of the board representing Friends of Casita Park. The funds for the trees and shrubs will be raised through the Harvest Moon Festival and by donations from residents. In addition to the donations of trees, several pieces of playground equipment were donated by the Crestone Charter School and will be installed for smaller children to have a place to play. The group also requested that the POA move one of the gates to the western side of the fence to make the shelter house more accessible from the play area. Other requests made by the group include fixing the water fountain, replacing the gravel, removing tumbleweeds, resurfacing the basketball court, and ensuring that water flows into the designated areas once the repairs are made to the irrigation system. Baca Fire and Mitigation volunteered to assist Sean Holmer in removing the tumbleweeds from the playground area days before the Harvest Moon Festival, which took place September 30th. FOCP hopes to continue to foster a relationship with the association to continue their long-term vision of a community garden, dog park, kiosk, mailboxes or cluster boxes off the road, and eventually a clubhouse. And we have some Neighbors Helping Neighbors news written by Mary Lowers, NHN Vice President. Neighbors Helping Neighbors, NHN, is working to help those having trouble with housing and other expenses. 
It has applied for two Swatch County sales tax grants. One is an emergency grant to help with funds depleted by a flood of rent and mortgage requests NHN has been getting since March of this year. The organization is seeing people who are employed full-time who cannot afford their housing expenses. NHN is no longer able to fund damage and security deposits. NHN's service area includes Crestone, the Baca, Casita Park, the town of Moffat, and the unincorporated county from Crestone to the south end of the Baca and west to County Road 57. NHN's affiliated group at KV Estates, KVNHN, now takes requests from County Road AA north to County Road GG. NHN expressed it is excited to welcome new NHN board members. Kofi Alexander-Washington and Isaline Sims have joined the board. It is great to have these longtime community leaders join our board, said NHN. Librarian Eden Elderberry has also joined the NHN board. Her boundless energy and focus on community organizing and sustainability are a welcome addition, said NHN. Jules and Crow, who are helping to create our amazing new food bank, have also agreed to come onto our NHN board. They bring a toolbox of nonprofit skills from the Eastern Slope, which will be used to serve those in crisis, NHN's mission in new and creative ways. The NHN board still includes Maddie Bell Lockish, Mary Lowers, Deborah Morley, Pamela Rose, Tevia, and Jessica Martinez. Longtime NHN board member Lisa Haskins will be stepping down from day-to-day service on the NHN board, but will continue to serve as an advisory capacity. The board thanked Lisa for her years of service to the community. Firewood. NHN, along with the Firewood Project, will be sponsoring our regular firewood program. It will accept applications for a free load of wood starting November 1st. The hearth of the Barca of the Baca, NHN, and the Firewood Project will be stocking the community-free firewood pile located on the east side of the cargo container at 330 West Galena Avenue in Crestone. The motto of the free firewood pile is, take what you need and leave some for the next person. And we have this letter to the editor, Tom's Last Clap. Crestone is the right place for cremations. I don't know where they'd go better. I'm writing about mine. The ashes are cold, it's happened, and these words are coming to you from the afterlife. I refer to the cremation of one hand clapping, my column. Nothing lasts forever, and it was a privilege to have my words appear in these pages. I'm not sure whether what I write now will appear, but I'd like to say one final thing, perhaps the most important thing a person can say today. I'm not the only one. Others are saying it, but it needs to be said out loud every day all over the world. It's this. Good people, your infinite creativity does not give you the right to drill, burn, pave, plow, pollute, invest, develop, pillage, eradicate, extinguish, and otherwise suck the lifeblood out of your mother earth. That right does not exist and never has. Stop. Praise, pray, and have gratitude for the infinite gifts coming to us every day. That is all one hand clapping ever wanted to say. Thank you. I hope your little town will survive what is coming. I know you'll do your best. We all will. Cheers. Written by Tom Demers. And in the community calendar, Wednesday, October 18th, BGWSD online Zoom board meeting from 9 to 10 a.m. Website, https colon slash slash bacawater.com. On Friday, October 20th, Baca Grand Annual General Meeting at POA Hall at 7 p.m. 
On Sunday, October 22nd, Children's Morning of the Fall, Navrati, Adikanda Universal Ashram, at 11 a.m. on the 22nd. Also, Sufi Dikar from 5 to 6.30 p.m. on October 22nd. All welcome. You can email hamidanur303 at gmail.com for more information. On Saturday, October 28th, Crestone Performances Youth Open Mic at T Road Brewing. And on Sunday, October 29th, Death Cafe by Informed Final Choices, Elephant Cloud Market, 3.30 p.m. For information, call 719-588-7415 or check the website www.deathcafe.com. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.